0: This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. The United States versus the Six. Canada, the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals for the fifth straight time, looking for the third straight NBA title. Wow, the Toronto Raptors Here for the first time ever in franchise history They were one possession away or two possessions away From going down 3-1 to Philly They were one or two possessions away From trailing to the Milwaukee Bucks 3-0 But yet, here they are That says a lot about their resilience That says a lot about their elite level of defending in this postseason But The Warriors are the best offensive team We have ever seen. So what is going to transpire this NBA Finals? I will break this down and we will find out. It's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to episode number 35 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. And I want to welcome you today. It's going to be an amazing episode. We're going to talk about NBA Finals, man. Not just on the surface. We're going to break down the box scores, the analytics, the regular season matchups, how the teams match up this NBA Finals by the numbers. We're going to break down each team and how the numbers fare to them through the entire playoffs. And from there we'll go. So with no further ado, guys, thank you for tuning in and let's get right into it. Ah, let us begin with a team that belongs to the most beautiful city that I've never been to. I've seen them on pictures, I've seen them on videos, i heard people talk about it, but I've never been to Toronto, man. Shout out to them, shout out to The Six, shout out to Drake, man. If you ever listen to this podcast, hey, I'm out there, man, you can come get me. You know where it's at. But anyway, guys, the Toronto Raptors, you guys are wondering, how did they get here? And that's what I'm here for. I'm going to break it down for you, give you the numbers, and then we're going to conclude with it at the end of the episode. So, the Toronto Raptors guys, they had a 58 and 24 record, good enough to give them home court advantage in this NBA Finals. And throughout the first three rounds of the playoffs, they're 12 and 6. You're wondering who they played? First round, they played the Orlando Magic. They beat them 4 1. Conference Finals, they played the Philadelphia 76ers. Kawhi Leonard hit that amazing slash lucky bounce bounce shot in the corner in Toronto. They won that series. Conference finals to beat the best team in the NBA from beginning to end. The Milwaukee Bucks, one of the top three defensive teams in the NBA. Toronto Raptors reeled off four straight wins to beat them. You might wonder, how did they do that? Well, here are the numbers that matter. The Toronto Raptors were 12th in the NBA playoff in pace. That's 96.1. That's their pace for the playoff. That just means many possessions you have in total that you play an entire game their offensive rating was 108.1 which is ninth in nba playoffs their defensive rating was 102.4 which was second best in nba playoffs and their net rating was plus 5.3 which is third best in the nba playoffs so let's break down the raptors efficiency by round by the way, before I get into that, if you want to take a pen and a paper, if you want to write down these notes or compare them later on, there's going to be a lot of numbers rattled off and I want you guys to understand how fascinating this is. These these numbers are not going to tell you who's going to win or lose this NBA Finals, but i it give you a gauge, an idea of how well and, how, and what the strengths and weaknesses are of each team. So let's just go by... The Raptors' efficiency per round. So in the first round against Orlando Magic, the Raptors had an offense rating of 111.5 per 100 possessions. That was ranked 5th in NBA playoffs. Their defensive rating was 95.8. That was top 2 in NBA playoffs. In the conference semifinals... They played against the Philadelphia 76ers, as we already mentioned, and their offensive rating dropped by 5 points. It was 106.3. That was 6th in NBA playoffs in, the, in all conference finals. Their defensive rating was 103.6, which is 2nd, still 2nd, in the NBA playoffs. We'll so let you know, the teams were scoring more, but the Raptors were defending better. Then, you talk about the conference finals against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Raptors offensive rating was 107.3, which was ranked second in NBA playoffs. And their defensive rating was 106.3, which was also ranked second in the NBA playoffs. So that's just an overview of the efficiency of the Raptors on offense and defense against these playoff teams that they play. So here's a few notes in general that we need to know about the Raptors before we move forward. Like I mentioned before in the introduction, this is the first time the franchise has actually been to the NBA Finals. They are the fourth out of the eight teams since the 1976 merger, joining the Dallas Mavericks, Miami Heat, and the Orlando Magic to actually reach the Finals. Out of all those teams, the Orlando Magic have yet to win an NBA championship. The Raptors, they have played in two of the three slowest-paced games. Of this postseason. Their game 6 win against Milwaukee. Was the slowest one. It was 87 possessions per team. During that game. That's game 6 win. The Toronto Raptors. They grabbed 48% of the available rebounds. The lowest rate among teams. That advance out of the first round. So i let you know. They have Serge Ibaka. Marcus Hawk, Kawhi Leonard. But they're still not so great at rebounding. So that's something that we gotta take note of. But the Raptors have been the second best team in the playoffs. They outscored their opponents by twelve point four points per hundred possessions. And that's good enough for eight and two at Scotiabank Arena. And the most interesting stat to me in the general coverage of the Raptors is playoffs. They are nine and one after leading by double digits. The only loss came against Game One against the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee, and the Raptors are two and five after trailing by double digits. So they don't fare too well. Once they have a double digit lead, it's an automatic win. But if not, otherwise they are two and five. So that's what's going on in general with the Toronto Raptors. Now, if you understand that overall general. Statistics and consensus that I just read. You also need to understand the shot profiles. The Toronto Raptors in this postseason, just like the Golden State Warriors, yeah, matter of fact, not just those teams, but anybody in the NBA playoffs, they have a shot profile. And it's interesting to me to break down these shot profiles for you guys, for you guys to understand where the amount and the bulk of the shots come for each team. So, of course, since we're talking about the Raptors, let's just talk about that. The Toronto Raptors in a restricted area. They've taken their field goal percentage in the restricted area is 62.3%. That was ranked sixth in the NBA playoffs. But the amount of shots they have taken in the restricted area is 28% of all the total shots they have taken. So understand that they're shooting 62% from the field when they're shooting within the restricted area. But only 28% well, not only, rather, 28% of their shots are taken. Within the restricted area Outside the restricted area Within the paint The Toronto Raptors are shooting 41.6% So just anything within the paint That's good enough for top 5 in NBA playoffs But 15% of the total shots Attempts were taken On the other restricted area outside the paint And that's ranked 12th in the NBA playoffs Now, we move on to mid-range. Mid-range, you know, the the art of lost basketball, which I like to say, because not so many people shoot mid-range anymore. The Toronto Raptors are shooting only 39.4% from mid-range. 17% of their total shots come from mid-range. That's ranked 8th in the playoffs. And the 39.4%, by the way, is ranked 10th in NBA playoffs. Then we move on to the three-point line. Where the league is built around now. That corner three-pointer. The Toronto Raptors are shooting 34.3%. Which is ranked 11th in the NBA playoffs. Then we move over to the above break three. The above break three three-pointer. That just means that anywhere, anywhere does not the corner. Pretty much. The Toronto Raptors are shooting 34.7%. That's ranked 6th. In the NBA playoffs. And 29% of the total field goal attempts. Are from the other three point range. That is not the corner. Which is ninth. In the NBA playoffs. So you might wonder. Well. How? Okay. We're reading off all these statistics. And what do they mean? I mean. Does that say anything about how great. Offensively the Raptors are? Sure. Sure. You can think that, but I have some notes that will validate all these numbers and validate all these percentages. Take all those percentages in mind. If you're listening to this live on the radio, of course, you can't pause it, so we're going to break this down. But if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can pause it. You can go back and listen to it before you get into this other segment. The Toronto Raptors offense. Broke, broken down with all these percentages. These are some of the notes that you guys need to pay attention to. The Toronto Raptors, per 100 possessions, they are 10-0 and 0 when they scored 104 points. Otherwise, they're 2-6. That's their record. 18.1% of their possessions is the second highest rate in the postseason has been in transition. And that's according to Synergy Play-By-Trade tra- Tracking, by the way. Shout out to them because they, they have an amazing... Database where you can break down every detail. But 21% of the Raptors' shots, also the second highest rate, has come in the last six seconds of the shot clock. See, pay attention to that. That percentage that they take, all those percentages that they have, that they rank six, fifth, tenth, eleven, and sixth from the restricted area, mid range, and corners. You hear that? 21% of all day total shots have come within six seconds or less on the shot clock. That's something that we absolutely need to pay attention to. And especially when they play against a defense like the Golden State Warriors. Because the Raptors have not faced... The best defense they faced so far was the Milwaukee Bucks. And we saw what they did to them. The Golden State Warriors are playing the best defense right now. In the Western Conference. And they're playing the best defense they have played through the entire playoffs. So, are the Raptors going to get a lot of shots within the the six... Second market below, that's something that we need to actually pay attention to. And one other note here to break down those statistics for the shot profile for the Toronto Raptors. They have scored a postseason best of 1.2 points per possession on handoffs, though they average only 3.3 handoff possessions per game. So, mind you, handoffs, we usually get a lot of handoffs on top of the three point line. We run a, I guess, you run one on top of the key, close to the, to the free throw line. And you notice by the numbers that they're mid-range. They're only taking 17% of their shots from mid-range. So a lot of handoffs are occurring behind the three-point line for the Toronto Raptors. So that's something that we absolutely need to keep in mind to follow up how this Raptors offense is going to break down that Golden State Warriors defense. But we still want to stay on the offensive side of the ball. And let's look at the Toronto Raptors during the regular season. They had an offensive rating of 112.5, which is ranked 5th, top 5 in the regular season. They have an efficiency field goal of 54.3%, which is ranked 3rd. In the NBA regular season. Of all the total offensive rebounds that could be grabbed. The Toronto Raptors grabbed 26.5% of those. In the regular season. Which is ranked 19. That's uh, middle of the pack going to the bottom. That's not so great. Of all the possessions the Toronto Raptors had. They had 13.8% turnovers. On those possessions. This was ranked 14th. You can say that's middle of the pack obviously. And free throw attempts. Per field goal attempts. The Toronto Raptors were 0.2 so you can just say 0.2 and a half a quarter, whatever you want to say. They were ranked 21st, not so great. That's the bottom half of the league. But if you look at the playoffs, the Raptors' offensive rating dropped. But you can also say because their defense was so great, which held, like I mentioned before, it held them to 98.7 or 98.6 percentage for the uh, for the opposing defenses. That was ranked ninth in the playoffs. The offensive rating of 108.1. And the efficient field goal percentage was 51.1, which was ranked 6 in the NBA playoffs. From all the offensive rebound percentage, all the offensive rebounds that could be grabbed, the Toronto Raptors were 22.4%, which was ranked 15th. Remember, in the regular season, it was ranked 19th. In the postseason, they ranked 15th. Not so great, because how many teams make the playoffs? 16, and they were ranked 15th. So, eh, bottom last almost. 12.2% of all possessions were turnovers for the Toronto Raptors. We was ranked top 4 in the playoffs. And the free throw attempts to field goal attempts rate it went up slightly from .24 to .26. That was ranked 14th in the playoffs. Again, 16 playoffs, 16 teams make the playoffs and the Toronto Raptors was ranked 14th. So, offensively they're not so great and obviously this is just the numbers. We just I'm just breaking this down for the numbers so some people who are interested to know, okay, if they've never seen the Raptors or the Warriors play, or in this particular case, if they haven't seen the Raptors play, they can understand offensively how the Toronto Raptors operate. And like I said, if you want to pause and go back and listen to the numbers, then you can have a clear understanding of what is going on. But the Toronto Raptors, they just don't... Offense is not their thing. Right now, the Toronto Raptors... If you do the, just the eyeball test, they seem to be the best defensive team in the NBA. Here are a few notes that I want to share with you guys. The Toronto Raptors have been the most improved defensive team in the playoffs. They allowed 4.4 points less per 100 possessions than anybody did in this playoffs and the regular season. They have held all three opponents, which is the Orlando Magic. The Philadelphia 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks to at least seven fewer points per 100 possessions than they have scored in a regular season. So if you don't understand that statistic, that means if the Milwaukee Bucks are averaging 100 points in a regular season, they're averaging seven fewer points. So the, the Toronto Raptors held them to 93 points. That's how ridiculous the Raptors defense has been so far during this playoff run, making it to the NBA finals. Okay. The Raptors held the Milwaukee Bucks to fewer transition points over six games, 162, than the Bucks scored in five games versus Boston, 169. The Bucks, the Bucks played the Boston Celtics that went five game series. They scored 169, and this series went to six games, and the Milwaukee Bucks scored less points than they did against Boston. That's how ridiculous again the Toronto Raptors defense is. And if you want the most telling, def- the most telling. St- st- statistic or stat, like I say usually, I cannot pronounce that word. I just stick to stat, guys. <laughs> the most telling stat is that the Toronto Raptors lead the postseason with 14.4 deflections per game. You know what that tells you? They have active hands, they're just not defending one on one. When switches are happening, when guys are moving around screens, when defensive rebounds come, when people try to move around you know handoffs and stuff like that the toronto raptors get their hands in there they pull and grab that's how you get deflections and right now they're leading the postseason in that category so let's break down the toronto raptors efficiency on defense we broke down the efficiency on of offense so let's just break down the efficiency on defense in the regular season the defensive rating was 106.8 which is fifth in the nba so top five in the nba the effective field goal percentage on defense was 50.9%, which is ranked fourth in the NBA. For all the defensive rebounds that will, that should be able to be grabbed, the Toronto Raptors grabbed 72.5%, which is ranked 18th. You can say again, it's the bottom of the pack, and it's quite telling. And that's why when we look at statistics, you have to come to understand. You just look at that number, you say, okay, they're ranked 18th. They only grabbed 72.5% off the rebounds, you could, and when you just look with the eyeballs, you're like, okay, they have Marcus Saul they have Serge Ibaka. Granted, they didn't have Marcus Saul for part of the season, but they have Serge Ibaka, they have Pascal Siakam, they have Kawhi Leonard. Those are guys that can rebound. So why are they in the bottom of the pack? And that's something we're going to look at soon. Of all the possessions, they had 14.7% turnover ratio. The opponents had 147 of their possessions were turnovers against the Raptors, which is ranked ninth. I mean, top 10, that's great. And opponents... Free throw attempts, in accordance to field goal attempts, it was ranked 12 in the NBA. So you can say the Raptors defensively in the regular season were like, if you average that out, you can say they were about, you know, top 10, top 15, middle of the pack. That's, that's, that's good, you can say. But now, if you look at the playoffs, there's a huge difference. Their defensive rating in the playoffs, in comparison to the regular season, which went from 106.8 to 102.4, which is second best in the playoff right now. Opponents' efficiency field goal percentage go from 50.9% in regular seasons to 48% in regular season, which jumps from rank 4th to rank 2nd. They're top 2 in defense, the Toronto Raptors, right now in the playoffs, going to the NBA Finals. Of all the defensive rebounds that could be grabbed, the Toronto Raptors, it's stay about the same. In the regular season, they were grabbing 72.5%. In the postseason, they're grabbing 72.4%. They went from 18th to 9th. That kind of is misleading again because in the playoffs only sixteen teams make it. So if you're ninth, you can say you're almost going to the bottom of the pack. So that they they stayed about consistent. Turnover percentage went up. Teams are turning the ball over more against the Toronto Raptors. They go from ninth in the NBA in comparison to the thirty-two teams to fourth with the sixteen teams. So that tells you they're in the top half there. So the Toronto Raptors are doing so much better on defense, and of course free throw attempts which is quite interesting the free throws attempt in comparison to field goal attempts is 0.3 it went up from 0.49 to 0.3 that's ranked 14th in the NBA playoffs again 16 teams make it and the Toronto Raptors are fourteen. if you didn't quite understand that statistic or you're confused about how that went up it ties into the last statistic that was telling telling to me the Toronto Raptors lead the postseason in deflections. Remember 14.4 deflections per game? And teams are shooting more free throws now? They're shooting more free throws in comparison to field goals. If you if you break that over, like it says, it's 03 percent and they're ranked fourteenth. That just means the Toronto Raptors base with uh with how the games have been called, and you have a combination of, you know, the type of games they're playing, the opponents they're playing, whether they're driving to the basket, the type of Point guards that they have, the Toronto Raptors, as great as, de- as great as their defend, they're still fouling a lot. So that just lets you know that that number coincides with what's going on with the Toronto Raptors. That so far, if you're following along, that just lets you know it gives you an idea of what the Raptors are defensively, what the Raptors are offensively. But before we move on to the Golden State Warriors, I want to leave you there with this quick note about individual things that you need to pay attention to for the Toronto. Raptors. Do you want to know how great Kawhi Leonard is? We all look at the numbers. We see he's averaging 37 and 5. But that's not the the most telling thing. Kawhi Leonard leads the postseason in total minutes. On a bum foot, he scored the most points. 561 points. 124 more points than any other player. He's leading the postseason in free throws made. 133. And he's leading the league, the postseason... 28 seals on the postseason total that's how great Kawhi Leonard is playing right now that is what's going on right now for the Toronto Raptors and that's how they got here to the NBA finals but let's take a quick break and after the break we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the Golden State Warriors Welcome back to Statman Sports Podcast. We just broke down the uh, Toronto Raptors and how they got to the NBA Finals. So now it's turn for the defending champions, the two-time defending champions, Golden State Warriors. We just said the Toronto Raptors won fifty-eight games in the regular season, and the Golden State Warriors won fifty-seven. And that one game, man, cost them the home court advantage, as you already know. In the NBA playoffs, the Golden State Warriors are twelve and four currently, and how do they match that? First round, they beat the Los Angeles Clippers four games to two. Then they moved on to the conference finals and faced the Houston Rockets in that grueling six-game series where Steph Curry took over game five and game six and they won that four to two where Kevin Durant went down in game five. And that's something we're going to talk about as well. And then in the conference finals, the Golden State Warriors faced the Portland Trailblazers. We all thought that was going to be a good series, but it ended up being a sweep. And that's how the Golden State Warriors made it to their fifth straight NBA Finals now that we have the Raptors breakdown we can compare it to the Golden State Warriors and that's what I'm going to do I'm just going to keep going down the line how we can see the statistics and how they match up for each team the Toronto Raptors pace was 96.1 which was 12th in the NBA playoffs the Golden State Warriors pace was 99.2 which is 8th in the NBA playoffs so you can kind of say the 16 teams are in the middle of the pack that great? Not really. Offensive rating, Golden State Warriors 116.4, which is number one in NBA playoffs, which happens to also be number one in the regular season in comparison to the ninth place Toronto Raptors. The defensive rating is 110.2, which is ninth in NBA playoffs and the net rating total is plus 6.2. So that just means they outscoring teams by 6.2 points per game which was second best in the NBA in comparison to the Toronto Raptors, who was 5.7, which is third. So you can say, overall, these two teams deserve to be in the NBA Finals. And just like we did the Toronto Raptors, we broke down the efficiency per round. So just let, let us look at the Warriors' efficiency per round. In the first round, as we know, they played the Los Angeles Clippers, and their offensive rating was 120.5, which was ranked number one. Their defensive rating was 111.5, which is ranked 11th, not so great out of 16 teams. In the conference finals, they played the Houston Rockets, who happened to be an offensive juggernaut by themselves as well. They averaged 114.1 versus the Rockets, which is ranked, again, number one in the NBA playoffs. And then their defensive rating was 112.1, which is ranked 6th in the NBA playoffs. Which, you can tell from the first round, it got better. And you expect it to get worse because you're playing a great offensive team. But, the Warriors ramped it up defensively. Conference Finals. The Golden State Warriors played the Portland Trail Blazers. Their offensive rating was 113.3. Which was ranked first. You guys see a pattern here? It's just pretty much saying the Warriors are just great. The Warriors, rather, are just great. On offense. And just like I said in the intro... To me, they are the best offensive team we have ever seen. Their defensive rating was 105.3 against the Portland Trailblazers. This was ranked number one in NBA playoffs. A few notes for the Golden State Warriors and how they continue to make it to these NBA Finals. This is the first team to make it to the NBA Finals in five straight years since the 1966 Boston Celtics. This is when the league only had nine teams. The Golden State Warriors have outscored their playoff opponents by 6.2 points per 100 possessions, their worst mark through the first three rounds over these five years. The previous low was was plus minus 6-4 in 2016, which happens to be the NBA final that they lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Golden State Warriors have been the best road team in the playoffs. Mind you now, the Toronto Raptors have been the best home team. They have home court advantage. And the Golden State Warriors have the best road team left in this NBA playoffs. They happen to outscore opponents by 7.4 points per game per 100 possessions. And they've gone 6-2 in the road in the playoffs. The Golden State Warriors also happen to be the best first quarter team in the playoffs. They have... Outscored opponents by an average of 19.7 points per 100 possession in the opening period. That's how ridiculous the Warriors are in the first quarter. And let's not even talk about the third quarter Warriors. I didn't even take those notes down. Because we all know the third quarter Warriors are like the 33rd team in the NBA. Because they just flip a switch and man, they're gone. If they're up 10, they go up 30. If they're down 15, they're up 5. That's how good they are in the third quarter. 10 of the 16 games, most in the playoffs, has been within 5 points in the last 5 minutes. That's almost as many as the Warriors have had in the last two postseasons combined, which has been 11. And finally, 8.1. Or rather, the Golden State Warriors are 8-1 and one after leading by double digits. The only loss, well, the only loss rather, came against... The L.A. Clippers in Game 2 when they were up 31 points. But after that, the Golden State Warriors are 4-3 after trailing by double digits. And 3-2 and after trailing by at least 15 points. And two of those wins came in the conference finals against the Portland Trailblazers. Because the Warriors were trailing respectively in Game 3 and Game 4 by 15 and 17 at halftime. And they came back and won. That's the notes offensively for the Golden State Warriors. And the overall notes for us to pay attention to what the Warriors are going to provide. In this NBA final series. But just like the Toronto Raptors. The Warriors also have a shot profile. And I'm sure you guys want to know. Yeah like, Yeah, we know the Warriors are great on offense. But yes I want to break it down for you to understand. They're just not a great three point shooting team. Because that's a misconception. About the Golden State Warriors. In a restricted area. The Golden State Warriors convert 73.5% of the shots. In comparison to 62.3%. For the Toronto Raptors, that's ranked number one in NBA playoffs. 27% of the total shots that the Golden State Warriors take are within the restricted area. That's ranked twelve in NBA playoffs. Outside that restricted area, within the paint area, the Golden State Warriors convert 42.7% in comparison to the Toronto Raptors' 41.6%. Which happens to be ranked third in NBA playoffs. And a total and the total amount of shots that the Golden State Warriors take within that paint area is 13%, which is ranked 14th in the NBA playoffs. It's not that great. Mid-range shots. The Warriors are shooting 41.7% in comparison to 39.4% for the Toronto Raptors, which is ranked sixth in the NBA playoffs. 23% of the total shots taking, taken for the Warriors is from mid-range. That's good for second in the NBA playoffs. Then we talk about the corner three-pointer. The Warriors are taking 38 well not taking, but rather they are making 38.1% of their corner shots. That is ranked number nine in NBA playoffs this season. of their total shots are taken from the corner, which happens to be the shortest distance to the basket. That's ranked 10th in NBA playoffs. And anywhere else around the three-point line, the Golden State Warriors, they're making 37.3% of their three-point shots, which is number one in NBA playoffs. There's nothing else to be expected there. And a total, the total of their shots, they take most of their shots around the three-point line, which is, again, not surprising. 29% of their shots... Are taken anywhere else other than the corner from the three-point line, and that's ranked tenth in NBA playoffs. So that's the Golden State Warriors breakdown for you for their shot profile. But you also might want to know, just like the Toronto Raptors, how how does that really say anything about their offense? And I'm going to break down those numbers so it makes a lot more sense to you now. The Golden State Warriors were the best offense in the regular season, and they're still the best offense. In the postseason. They have scored 1.5 more points per 100 possessions than they did in the regular season. That's obvious. They have taken only 40% of their shots in the paint. The lowest rate in the postseason. But they lead the playoffs in both field goal percentage in the paint. And three point percentage. At 37%. That is the Golden State Warriors right now. They have scored 1.2 points per possession on pick and roll ball handling possessions. That's something... That's a quite staggering stat, which happens to be the best number in the NBA playoff right now. You know what that means, guys? If you're just looking at it with the eyes and that statistic pops up on your screen, that just means when Steph Curry has the ball and Draymond Green or Kevin Durant or whoever, Kevon Looney comes to set a pick, Steph Curry averages about 1.2 points off those possessions. So practically, he's getting in the basket every other shot he takes. That's, That's what that's saying. Or when he goes to the free throw line, he's at least making one of his free throws. And right now, Steph Curry is shooting 93% from the free throw line. So you know he's getting at least two of those baskets. So that's pretty much what that statistic break down. Now, something else is very interesting. You remember how we were saying the Toronto Raptors? Or at least I was saying the Toronto Raptors. They have all these big men, but they're not grabbing all their rebounds. Listen to this. The Golden State Warriors, they rank last. Death last in the playoffs. To drives to the basket. 26.9 drives per game, but have shot a postseason best 53% on drives. So they're shooting a lot of threes, but when they do drive to the basket, they're converting more, more than half of their shots when they get into the lane. So how is Toronto's height? How is Toronto's length? How is Toronto's speed on defense going to affect that percentage or those amount of drives that the, that the, uh, that the Warriors are going to take to the basket? And that's something that we we absolutely, absolutely have to pay attention to because it's going to play a big role. And that's something I'm going to wrap up with and explain when I make my prediction about how that will make a big effect on the Golden State Warriors and play in favor of the Toronto Raptors. If we move on to the Warriors efficiency, just like we did the Raptors efficiency on offense in a regular season, we don't even need to break that down really. The regular season offensive rating for the Warriors was 114.9, and the playoff is 116.4. Both of them were ranked number one in NBA playoffs. The efficiency field goal it was 56, 56 and a half, rank one, and then 55.6, rank one for the uh, for the Golden State Warriors. Now it becomes a lot more tricky for the Golden State Warriors when you look at this statistic. Of all the available offensive rebounds, the Golden State Warriors in the regular season, they grabbed 25.7% of those offensive rebounds. And in the playoffs, they're grabbing 30.1% of those offensive rebounds. In the regular season, that was ranked 23rd. And now in the postseason, that's ranked 4th. That just means the Warriors ramped up their intensity on defense and they're grabbing a lot more rebounds. That just means you're not getting second shot points against this Golden State defense. Their offense... 14.1% 14.1 percent in the playoffs of their total possessions. 14 percent of it, they're turning the ball over. That's ninth in the playoffs in comparison to the regular season. Wizards were turning the ball over a little less, which is 13.9 percent, which is ranked 16th in the NBA playoffs. So you can you can see there. Yes, teams. There obviously there's less teams in the playoffs, so obviously your numbers are going to be a little bit skewed. But it strikes a balance because it makes you it makes you understand how much emphasis teams are putting in the regular season and how intense they are playing. And if you look at the free throw attempts in comparison to the field goal attempts, if you break those down, teams the off the, the not teams rather but the Golden State Warriors were shooting 0.2.7 free throw attempts in comparison to every field goal that they take, which is ranked 28 in the NBA. So they won't get into the line a lot. But in the playoffs, eh. They will not getting to the line a lot either. But that makes a lot of sense because they shoot a lot of mid-range shots and they shoot a lot of jumpers and a lot of three-point shots. So they're not going to get to the line a lot. So that was, in comparison to the playoffs, they're now shooting .274 free throws per every field goal attempt. Eh, that's ranked sixth, or rather ninth in the playoffs. In comparison to, what? Well, not ninth, rather, sorry. It was 28th. Because I'm looking at a bunch of sheets right now in front of me. It was ranked 20. In the regular season, it was ranked 28. And now in the playoff, they're ranked 11th. Again, 16 teams. You're ranked 11th. So you're looking at the bottom half. You're not doing so well. But that statistic, again, is something that when you when you understand the game and you look at it, not just look at those numbers on the paper, you can understand, okay, for a team like the Golden State Warriors, that makes a lot of sense they're not going to shoot a lot of free throws because they don't drive to the basket a lot, just like that statistic that says that they're dead last in the playoffs and the regular season, taking the ball to the basket. So they're not going to get called for a lot of fouls. They move the ball really well so they don't put themselves in positions to get fouled. So obviously those numbers, they're going to be in the bottom half. But that doesn't say they're bad because Golden State is the best free throw shooting team in the regular season and the playoffs because when they do get to the line, they do make their baskets. So that's something... That uh, it's quite interesting, it's going to strike a, a good chord for the Warriors going to playoffs. So, now let's just look at the Warriors' defensive efficiency. Okay, the, the Warriors are 11 and 0 when they allow fewer than 115 points per 100 possessions, but otherwise, they're one in four. So, that's something that we have to pay big, big, big attention to. Now, this is even even more interesting to me this statistic and it's absolutely ridiculous out of all the teams that made it out of the first round the golden state warriors have allowed their opponents to take only 26 percent of their shots in the restricted area that's the third lowest opponent rate in the playoffs of teams like i said that made it out of the first round the only teams that did better than them is the indiana pacers and the san antonio spurs and those teams were out since the first round so just imagine and guess what The Golden State Warriors, everybody say, well, they're all about the offense. They play defense too, man. The Toronto Raptors ranked first in the postseason with 14.4 deflections per game. Guess where the Golden State Warriors are. They're second behind the Raptors with 13.3 deflections per game. The Warriors, with the experience, they've been to the finals so many times. They've been to too many grueling games. They know when to turn it up on defense. So don't get it twisted. They're there. So let's just move on to the Warriors' efficiency. Their efficiency on defense and how opponents fare against them with their ratings. In the regular season, their defensive rating was at 108.5, which is ranked 11th. Teams were were shooting 50.8% from the field, which is ranked 3rd in the regular season. Of all the defensive rebounds that were were available to grab, the Golden State Warriors grabbed 72.7% of the defensive rebounds which is ranked 17 in the league again eh, not so great teams turn the ball over of all day possessions 33.2 percent of times against the golden state warriors which is ranked 19th again not so great in the regular season but again it's the regular season and of course teams are shooting 0.266 you can say 0.27 free throws per field goal attempts, which again means they were ranked 24th in the regular season, which didn't mean much. But now let's just look at the playoff numbers now for the Golden State Warriors. Their defensive rating went up a bit from 108 to 110, but it went up from 11 to 9. Again, not that great because there's 16 team in the playoffs and you're ranked 9th. So you're like, eh, to me, you're like in the bottom half. Teams are now shooting 52% against them, which is ranked 11. Not so great. Defensive rebounds percentage that were able to be grabbed the golden state warriors 71.3 percent that was ranked 11th and then teams are turning the ball over a lot more against the golden state warriors which is a good thing which is 15.3 percent of possessions with turnovers for the golden state warriors which is top five they're ranked five so top five in the playoffs and free throw attempts like i mentioned before it's 0.295 so you round that up to 0.3 and that's ranked 12th that is what the warriors are doing right now in the postseason, rather. We looked at those four games, the Trailblazers, and you see how great the the bench stepped up and how great defensively they were. That's what the Warriors do. These numbers are just an average of what's going on through the entire playoffs. You can just look at it. If you never looked at the game, you can say, man, the Warriors are bad defensively. But statistics, you have to combine them. The analytics, you have to combine them with the eye test. Look at the numbers, and it gives you a gauge of, okay, if you saw the games, you know, okay, they play here, good possessions. You They play... Better in the first quarters, in the third quarters, they play better in certain situations during the game. And those numbers will make a lot more sense. So moving on to the final point here for the Golden State Warriors. Just like we mentioned for the Toronto Raptors, something about their individual players that we have to absolutely pay attention to. The lineup of Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andre Godala, Draymond Green, and Kaval Looney has an assist for turnover ratio of 3.07. That's the highest mark in the NBA playoffs, okay, that, that's 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 absolutely, absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Steph Curry has seen an increase in usage rate, obviously since Kevin Durant went down, but it has been going up around. He has, he has a usage rate of 24.4 in the first round, and it went up to 27 in the second round, and it went up to 32 in the conference finals, which makes a lot of sense. That's why, obviously, the Warriors are winning, because when Steph Curry is the focal point of the offense, the ball moves, team have to defend different. But that does not mean they're better without Kevin Durant. They just play different. Steph Curry leads the postseason with 24 secondary assists. You know what secondary assists are? When Steph Curry passes, it's like a hockey assist. When Steph Curry passes it to whoever it is, that player gets an assist off a of Steph Curry pass. And you know why he's leading the postseason in that statistic? Because when Steph Curry passes the ball, he keeps moving. And sometimes he gets the ball back. And he scores. But that's a secondary assist, even though he made the first pass. That's how great Steph Curry is moving off the ball. Kevin Durant hasn't played since Game 5 of the Conference Finals, okay? And Kevin Durant and Steph Curry rank first and third respectively in true shooting percentage among all the players that are left per 100 field goal attempts in the playoffs, including Kawhi Leonard. Kevin Durant, again, hasn't played since Game 5 of the conference semis. And Durant has drawn 8.6 fouls per game. That's most in the playoffs. Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Rank 1st and 2nd respectively on pull up effective field goal percentage. Among players that have attempted at least 50 jump shots in the NBA playoffs. That is what's going on right now with Steph Curry and how amazing he has played since Kevin Durant has been down. And One final statistic that lets you know how great of an impact Draymond Green is going to have in his NBA finals. Draymond Green has seen the second biggest jump in scoring from 7.4 points per game to 13.6 points per game amongst 65 players. Okay? He has also seen the biggest jump in rebounds per game from 7.3 to 9.9 and the biggest jump in assists per game from 6.9 to 8.2. If you understand the game, that just means Draymond Green stepped up his level of basketball since Kevin Durant went down and he is one of the big reasons why this Warriors team is rolling right now so that's the breakdown of the Golden State Warriors now let's just look at what are the predictions going to be for this NBA Finals I broke down the numbers I read them to you I gave you some interesting, fact, interesting facts about all these teams Warriors, Raptors, Drake, Steve Kerr, Staff Curry, Kevin Durant, the six man, Canada versus the United States, and I know you guys are expecting me to give you a playoff prediction, you're not going to get it, the NBA Finals, this is what I see with my eyeballs, the statistics say the same as well, and I can read them, I'm sure a lot of you who are listening can read them as well. The Raptors have the best defense overall. They are the almost better defensive rebounding team. But the Warriors have been here before. The Raptors have not been there before. The only person that has been there is Kawhi Leonard. This entire Golden State team has been there before. But here are a few points that we need to pay attention to. Kevin Durant won't be playing, so that affects the series in its totality. Something that's been harped upon since Kevin Durant's been hurt. Are the Golden State Warriors better without Kevin Durant? No, they're not. They're not better. They just play different. And I concur with Seth Curry, even though Kevin Durant doesn't agree. And I'm sure if he's listening to me, he'll understand. He's a basketball player. He gets it. He's the best basketball player in the NBA, in my estimation. Teams have to guard the Golden State Warriors different. You have to move a lot. Because they move the ball really fast. And just like I was taught in basketball, the ball moves faster than a man. You can't guard all the spaces. Somebody's always going to be open when you move the ball. But When Kevin Durant's on the court, there's a lot of isolation going on. They also move the ball, but not as effectively. They still score at the same efficient rate. Because Kevin Durant is that good and that efficient. But like I said, they just play different. So how does that play in the hand of the Toronto Raptors? The Toronto Raptors have not seen the offense this great before. But in turn, the Warriors have not seen a defense this good in the last five playoffs and five NBA Finals. last four NBA Finals they've been to, this now been their fifth NBA Finals. So, what is it going to come down to? The Raptors have home court. The Warriors have been here before. And just like we talked in the introduction, I think that home court advantage is going to matter for the Raptors a lot more than it's going to matter for the Golden State Warriors. Because the Golden State Warriors are the best road team left in the playoffs, but also the Toronto Raptors are the best home team left in the playoffs. But one thing that one of my favorite broadcasters said, Mark Jackson, I will take a great offense any day over a great defense. The Toronto Raptors' defense is really good. They're not great, they have one great defender. Which is Kawhi Leonard. But can his thigh hold up for five, six, seven games? I guess this juggernaut of an offense, is he going to chase people around for 35, 40 minutes? Is he going to Steph chase Stephen Clay around? But in turn, can the Golden State Warriors defend Kawhi Leonard the way they defended uh, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum? That's something we're going to pay attention to. And that's something I'm intrigued to see. But something got to give, man. Somebody's going to lose on the road. And somebody's going to lose at home. That's how it's going to be. Somebody's record is going to look a lot worse. And as much as people don't want to say, as much as Giannis don't want to admit it, even though he walked out of that press conference, man, listen. Experience matters. And especially on a big stage like this. I went on record on my Instagram page and my Twitter page, but I'm making it official now on the Statman Sports Podcast. The Golden State Warriors will take out the Toronto Raptors four games to one. I don't know how it's going to happen and what order it's going to happen, but it's going to happen that way. I think the Warriors are going to win game uh, one. They're going to lose game two. They're going to win game three, four, and five. And the series is going to be over that way. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the Stat Man's Prediction for the NBA Finals. I know this podcast ran a little long, but that's what it takes, man. I'm excited to break down numbers, talk to you guys about these things, because it makes me excited. And I hope all of you enjoy the NBA Finals. And that's it for this episode. See you next week. But for right now, Statman signing out, baby. Thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast. See you next time.